0: Welcome to maker skills exploring your internal toolkit with pj tanda and tom welcome back everyone to episode 48 our skill topic for the week is ideation which sounds like a made-up word but it's not someone's idea we're not gonna say who it was it's okay
1: I, I want I want a T-shirt that says, I was brainstorming when I made this.
0: <laughs> I have one that says, I was electrocuted. Does that count?
2: Same thing.
1: That's a good one, too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What what skill class is ideation, PJ?
0: Uh, ideation is a skill class 4.99. Yeah, I was going to say 4.98, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 99 repeating? Well, you know, it's on sale, so... You know, you got to go with with the sale price. Anyway, um, it it is what it is. Tom, what kind of research did you do on ideation? You're shaking your head like you got nothing.
2: Yeah, for a while I researched like anything about it. Uh, I learned that it's a word. I thought you guys made it up and named our group chat ideation, uh, trying to turn it into a skill. And then I abandoned my attempts to look up something useful and tried to search for something useless and... Still, still came up with nothing. Uh, so in the next four minutes while the next person talks, I'll find something on the internet to talk about. It may not be about ideation, though.
0: I love how Tom says the next person, like, he doesn't know you're going next, Tanda. It says, he, <laughs> every, 49, it's the 49th, no, it's not the, it's the 48th just episode. leaving it's 48th. the door
2: open for us to have some variation in our podcast. Yeah, you can
1: go next some. if you want, PJ.
2: All I right. think PJ should. Go I'm good. Next. I'm good with He's that done. because I didn't I'll
0: look up next.
1: ideation superstitions. So if you want to, I'll go, go next.
0: For it. Yeah, I'm a person. I'll go next. Sure. Okay.
1: I think that's why Tom says it. He doesn't really remember our names, and so he just says right. other <laughs> person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you guys the option because I found two different things. Uh, it, actually, I'll let Tom pick. Tom, what do you want to hear? I can talk about paranoid ideation. Or what is ideation? Which one
2: has the list with the least bullet points on it?
0: What is ideation has no bullet points, whereas the other one has some. Oh, that has sounds some. great. Yeah, has some, yeah.
2: that's The one without bullet points would be preferable.
0: Okay, so since Tom doesn't know what ideation is, ideation is the third phase in design. the design thinking process. If you don't know what design thinking is, it is empathize, define, ideate, prototype, and test. Hmm. So uh, in the ideation phase of design thinking, uh, you'll explore and come up with as many ideas as possible. Some of these ideas go on to become potential solutions for your design challenge, and some will end up in a reject pile. And at this stage, uh, the focus is on quantity of ideas rather than quality. And the main aim of, ideation, of an ideation session is to uncover and explore new angles and avenues to think outside the box. You have to be in a judgment-free zone when you're ideating. So that's, that's what it means, Tom. Maybe that'll, that'll help you with your research.
2: I like that. I, I looked up uh, design process steps, and it says define, research, ideate. So for me, ideate is the second step.
0: So you, you, you literally didn't know the definition, so you're just going to skip over definition and go right to the third thing.
2: No, no. Define, research, ideate.
0: Yeah, that's that's not... I'm skipping research. You, you, I'm not going to research.
2: You, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Empathize no was the first one,
0: me. Tom. It was empathize, not research. Oh,
2: my list is different. I'm good at empathizing.
1: I found a few different uh, variations on definitions of ideation as well. I don't know who came up with this, but... Uh, well, I, I mean, I do know them. I've seen them. They're, they live in my mirror, but...
0: Y- yeah, Tanda, what what did you find? Give us your research.
1: Well, I just found, um, I looked for, a def- uh, you know, like techniques for ideation, and most of them were kind of like corporate, corporate-y things, like how your group or your squad would come up or your, you know, design team would come up with things. Most of them I had heard of before, like mind mapping and, and brainstorming. But one I hadn't heard before is that it has the acronym SCAMPER, for whatever reason, it, it said it was conceived of by Bob Eberly, who was—I I looked up the name. He's like a politician or something. I'm not sure why he would be—well, I mean, they, they can get pretty creative sometimes. I know.
0: But. I know. I see, Okay. I know why it, it, he's a politician. Politicians love to scamper. They're like rats. That's, what, that, that's where it came from. Yeah.
1: Oh, it could, yeah. No, that could could be, could be. But each each letter is for a different way of looking at whatever you're trying to brainstorm or come up with or the product. And so the first one, the S is for substitute. So what what materials or resources can you substitute or swap to improve the product? So just start thinking of using it but made out of something else. Peanut butter. Peanut butter would be a good one, especially if you're making something like a I don't know, like a house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the C of Scamper is combine. So what would happen if you combine this product with another to jelly. create something something new? Like, yeah, maybe like a wagon that's a that's a pasta roller or something. You know, just just mashing things up.
0: Well, no, no, you combine the peanut butter with the jelly.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a that's a combine. That's a C from Scamper. Yeah. And then the A is adapt. So. Uh, You know, what else is this product like? Uh, Who or what could you emulate or adapt? How could you adapt or readjust this product to serve another purpose? So I think that's really common for makers is to like look around their shop for things that could be used in a different way or just out of necessity.
2: I gotta say most ideas, I have a lot of ideas, so this is not a negative thing, but most of my ideas go through some of those processes and one of those processes just completely unravels it, and it's a bad idea. Oh, so maybe you could like scamp and then stop
1: there without purring. Right. Yeah. So as soon as, as soon as you get there, or maybe just like a ska idea.
2: Well, and a lot of my ideas, if you just Google the thing I'm thinking, it exists already, and that sucks. So that's I try not to Google things, so I feel smarter well, about well, my life.
1: Yeah, but you Google it and you go, ah, it already exists. But and then I buy one not <laughs> out of peanut, not not made out of peanut butter. You That's know, true. So, you could you could go there.
0: Are you sure we can uh, skip Tom Purring cuz I I'd, I'd like to see that.
1: Well, we could we could do that or we could even record it if you want.
2: Yeah. yeah. I just did
0: it for you. You yeah.
2: probably didn't hear it in oh, Zoom. Oh man, we it, were talking over him. Zoom likes Zoom likes to cut out my purring.
1: Yeah, that when I set up the meeting invite, I put a deeper on it. Uh, Deep, deeper? Yeah, there's a deeper filter. That's probably for the best.
2: You you mean go deeper? Yeah. I yeah. guess the only thing I did find was I, I saw a, a video by David Lynch. Do you know that name? PJ? Yes. Specifically? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's a filmmaker. Yes. Story writer. I don't know what he does. But he was talking about ideas, and I, I appreciated the analogy, but he's like, it's like fishing. You have that spark of an idea, smallest little fragment of an idea, and it's like you're, it's like bait on a hook. And you cast it out there, and you just wait. You just wait for another fragment and it's a small fish and then you take that fish and you put that on the hook and you and it's bigger bait and you just keep doing that until the idea becomes big enough so to speak those that's my words on top of his words it's not exactly what he said but that's how i interpreted it and it makes sense to me i i have
0: to say that is arguably the worst analogy i've ever heard in my life
2: That's, that's, hey, it's not mine. It was David, Lynch's. I, I I blame blame David Lynch. What
0: he said. Yeah, I blame David Yeah, I blame him. Okay. Uh, coming no, up with an idea. That's a great
2: is, analogy. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me Google analogy and make sure I'm yelling at you for the right thing. Fishing
0: is about sitting and waiting. You sit and you wait and you hope something happens. That's that's what fishing yes. is. That's not what idea making is.
2: No, it is. It is because there are there are ideas that you think about for a few minutes or an hour or two hours or a couple days. And you're kind of done thinking about it. And then you just have to like put it in the back of your brain and let it marinate. I know I'm not marinating the fish. It's getting confusing now. Stay with me. And then all of a sudden something else is happening and it kind of blends with your other ideas and it sparks something else. And you catch that bigger fish and then maybe it's not ready yet. And you, you recast that bait i got and you so yeah so yeah forth.
1: so it's like jabbing jabbing a sharp little piece of metal through a worm and then just dropping it in your brain
2: yes thank you yeah. you get it yeah
1: no I, I can see i can see where you're going with that
0: it just gets worse and worse the more you talk about it It's
1: yeah maybe we should move on yeah, yeah that that's kind of that's kind of a bad a bad visualization maybe um, modify um is the m in scamper and it's how could you change the shape look or feel What could you add to modify the product to emphasize, highlight, or create more value? So, I mean, there are certainly lots of products that are just decorated, and then they become a new product again because they have some superhero on them or they have you know some addition. So that's a pretty common, you know, maybe maybe not modify to make it better, but just modify it to make it yours. So that's that's another one. The P. From Scamper is put to another use. Can you use this product somewhere else, perhaps in another industry? And who else could use this product? I think we were just talking about one of these offline. Like just, It's a good way to buy things as well, which is kind of like taking that and turning it on its head. There are things that are really expensive in certain industries because people aren't aware that in some other industry it's a really common tool. And you can go to the place that sells them as that. Mm-hmm. And they're half the half the price, so it's kind of just flipping that upside down and and using it to come up with your ideas of where somewhere else where we could use this. And then the E and Scamper is eliminate. How could you streamline or simplify? You know, what features, parts, or or rules could you eliminate or understate or tone down? And so that's uh, you know that's certainly something where you could just try to find its simplest form. And then the R, the last one in, is reverse. What would happen if you reversed this process or sequenced things differently? What if you do the exact opposite of what you're trying to do now? And so when I, when I was researching this, one of the examples in a different, you know, there, of course, once you find one of these things, you find lots of different places referring to it, was uh, McDonald's was one of the first places to reverse your payment where you went into a restaurant and before you even got anything, you paid for it because mm-hmm. it made the process mm-hmm. more simple to pay for it while you were right there ordering. Um, so they reversed the order that was normal for for doing things. So I
2: thought that was just an interesting one. Isn't that what um, Star Wars did with credits? They put the credits at the end for the first time ever?
0: Yes, they did. That was a big deal too.
2: There, I contributed to the podcast. I'm going to take a nap now. All right. We're going to record
1: you purring, though, while you're napping. So.
0: You have just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. Tom, you want to tell us about what you got?
2: Yeah, I've been on an intake freeze. Not a spending freeze, but more of an intake freeze. I got too much and I got to get rid of stuff, make room for things, and clean up. And in order to do that, I, I've had this dining room table that I haven't Uh, the legs have been off it for a while and I finally brought it to Goodwill because it just didn't sell so I'm like I got to get rid of this thing I brought it to Goodwill and on the way back I stopped at a garage sale and I bought a kitchen table now it was only 10 bucks and the top is all hardwood like I assume it's oak and it's like at least an inch thick I'm like that's a lot of wood for me to not buy for 10 bucks so I did it's in my garage and I'm I'm a little upset with myself, and uh, my life goals have been have been ruined. I also bought a, a locker for like a kid's room, which is kind of cool. It's in it's in my son's room. I didn't put it in my bedroom, even though I tried.
1: Like a gym locker or a school locker.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. It's cool. Uh, I always wanted one in my room as a kid. I kind of want one now as an adult, but. You know, I have a wife. That'd be another thing that would be a good maker find if you didn't have a lot of storage
1: space and you just found like a bank of five lockers for sale or something. Then all you'd have to do is make internal shelves in them to make a cool, unique shelf.
2: Yeah. And I was like, well, if my kid doesn't want it, I'll put it in the shop and hang my welding jacket that I don't use in there. And so I bought that and that was like five bucks. And then there was a slot car, an old, old 80s, 90s. Oh, that's really that's really old. That that that's Super like old.
1: antique. That's like the slot cars I it, would have played with when I was kinda like,
2: about to go off to college. Yeah, and it's a <laughs> name brand too. It's Tyco. <laughs> exactly right. Tyco, uh the wild thing and the bandit. And doesn't work. Ah, bummer. I'm bummed. But it was three bucks and I got everything for fifteen bucks, so whatever. That was a coveted Christmas item when I was
1: I don't know, maybe 8 or 10, 12 years old. The, and it was just like really basic, like a figure 8.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: it went up and over and it, it made a figure 8, had guardrails on the sides, and it came with two slot cars. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we, we played that for hours and hours. It was kind of a cool new thing at the time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. We had a really cool slot car track as a kid. It was like we, it covered almost a four by eight sheet of plywood because that's what we used to put it on. And it had all kinds of cool on it. And I remember putting it together. We'd put it together every year, maybe around Christmas time. That's the only time we ever had it set up. And we would spend the entire day sanding the track (laughs) to get the contacts (laughs) to work every year. My dad would give us sandpaper, and we just sand every little piece of track. So, of course, that's what I did when I got home with it. And then, um, but the potentiometer things are—they're they, not potentiometers they're, though. They're, are they yeah, resistors? Yeah.
1: No, I use that. It's fine. <laughs> so, funny story. They're—they're they're, they're a potentiometer, and they are a really good way if you've ever seen one of describing to someone what a potentiometer does because it's a coil of wire from one end to the other, right? And so it has some yep. resistance across the whole thing, and then there's a wiper that slides from one end to the other that sets your position somewhere along that coil of wire and that's exactly how what goes on inside of a potentiometer and so I've used that example for years to describe to people but now when I'm teaching like my Arduino class <laughs> No one, yeah. no one has ever seen. None of the people who take that class have ever seen like one of the My, manual slot car controllers, and so they just look at me with this like weird look on their face, and and I realized right. I'm old.
2: My wife just started teaching a science class at the local university here and she put a picture of ace Ventura, a pet detective on one of her slides and nobody <laughs> nobody got it <laughs> nobody, tell, nobody knew what that t- was tell her
1: i i empathize with her i know just he's, i just i know yeah. the feeling she had the moment she showed that slide oh, he's not even a meme <laughs> right yeah so i'm like a couple decades earlier but same same sort yeah. of
2: thing well that's the deal i got this week pj what'd you get
0: well my spending freeze uh, stopped on saturday and then that started like it once it started then i, I couldn't stop so <laughs> saturday i ended up going to a church bazaar um, and i got bottom basement pricing because it was in the basement of a church i'm just just saying that's that's what it was uh, i didn't get anything super spectacular but i spent like 35 dollars. you know i got a kennedy box i got a skill sander like Ooh. a belt sander One of those nice Rosewood Carpenter squares. I got three distance saws, an Atkins saw, Pennsylvania Saw Co saw, all for eight bucks. Uh, Three pairs of head shears because those sell well, you know. Uh, I got a 100 foot Lufkin chrome clad tape measure, which I thought was nice for a dollar. Those are expensive too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and this was in like new condition. Like it was it looked like it was hard. Like the the metal was a little spotted, rusty, but the leather was like almost pristine. And then right next to it was a Kiffle and Esser Co. favorite white face fifty foot tape measure. But white face was spelled W Y T E face white face, which I thought was hmm. kind of curious. Hmm. And uh, and that was basically what I got from the church bazaar, not a ton of stuff, but you know, on the way home, uh, literally two miles from a house, I quickly pulled over when I saw a moving sale sign, and I met this nice guy whose name I can't remember, but we're gonna call him Peter because I know his name started with a P because he said his name and then I said my name is PJ. So this guy had um, a bunch of stuff, but. The car was a little full with groceries and things, so I didn't have a lot of room. And I got those little organizer bins that look like a little trough. Basically, 60 of them, maybe 20 of them, were filled with nuts, bolts, lag bolts, nails, washers, all different sizes, of everything. But, I mean, there was one tray of lag bolts that were, like, 10-inch long lag bolts. Like, they were huge. Everything, $5. So that was a really good deal.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. Like the little plastic bins
0: that you hang on like a like a shelf system? There was a couple of those, but then the majority of the ones I got don't hang. They're the kind that actually just nest together when you're storing them. They were um, 11 inches long by three by four. I got 40 of those. And then the ones that actually hung on the wall were like Nine by six by five, and then four by four by two. Those are the little ones that hang on like a little metal bar. But anyway, I went home and I was thinking about the stuff that he had, and I'm like, I gotta go back. So I went back the next day and I got a giant roll of three foot wide bubble wrap. It's I don't know how many feet long it is. It was already rolled up, but it was, I would estimate like around 50 feet. Like it was pretty big. Mm hmm. I got a 19 a 1941 Dunlap scroll saw with no motor, but in relatively good condition. Two sledgehammer heads, two hatchets, uh, a 31 by 18 furniture dolly like the carpet on the ends so it doesn't scratch anything up. Right. Uh, a 22 by 22 round steel wheeled. Uh, I'm told it's an oil drum mover. Uh, I got two 10-foot pine boards and a buffing pad and then a piece of plywood. Anyway, all that stuff, 10 bucks. So not bad at all.
1: Yeah. No, that's, nice. that's a haul.
0: Um, and as I was leaving, when I had taken the piece of plywood, and that was actually in the dumpster. And he goes, oh, you like plywood? And I said, yeah. He goes, oh, I got more plywood. And so I'm like, oh, I'll have to come back because the truck was still full of tools for Don Pedro, who hasn't shown up. I'm like, I got to come back. If you got plywood, I got to empty out this truck. So I came back the next day. This is the third trip. And I figured that he just had like a couple sheets of plywood. I ended up with 12 sheets of plywood, which were, I had two full sheets. And then the rest of them were kind of cut up. They were quarter inch, mostly half inch, and then like one piece of three quarter. And then he, he gave me 50 boards of pine. Most 25 of them were eight feet long and then the rest of them were four to six feet long. And there was one of those um, folding plastic tables that folds into like a suitcase that was 70 by 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, what do you want for this? He goes, oh just make me an offer. And and I'm like, I don't I don't want to insult you. He goes, oh, I don't, I don't care, just whatever you want. And I felt bad because I'd spent fifteen dollars at this this guy give me all this stuff and he was an old dude and he was moving. So I'm like, How about twenty bucks? And he goes, Yeah, done. So and I, I just this morning I just sold all the half inch plywood for fifty. So, you know, I'm uh-huh. already in the oh, green.
1: And that well, yeah, that's still a good deal. I mean, yeah, I don't if lumber prices have come down a bit, maybe, but I mean it, people were paying forty bucks for a sheet of plywood not so long ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I checked the prices, and they weren't in perfect condition and everything. But I mean, I gave the guy a deal. You know, he said he might come back from the for the boards. The boards I'm selling for like you know ten bucks a pop, for eight foot by twelve uh, wide, twelve inch wide.
2: Right. That's anyway. still half price. Yeah. Yeah, it's cheap. I just bought a table for ten dollars for for cheap wood.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> With those deals hot enough for you, you got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in, maybe we'll read it on air. Tanda, what's your personal history with ideation?
1: Well, when I was in my 50s, shall we say, I, I was asked for an idea for an episode of a podcast. And, and I just, I threw that out because I'd heard the word before. And that was, that was kind of where it all started.
0: It was all downhill from there.
1: It was all, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Now I've been, you know, I mean, whatever you want to call it, I've been trying to come up with my own things, my own, you know, products or, you know, make my own variations on things since I was, since I was really young. And I don't think this comes as a shock to anybody in the maker community that, you know, we all do this, but I just thought it would be interesting to talk about kind of our processes, especially since a lot of us are pretty much loners. And so we're not like, okay, let's everybody come to the boardroom and we're going to, we're going to brainstorm this idea and come up with something. It's all just kind of in our own, our own heads. So maybe a little different take on it. Mm. Mm. Tom's laughing. I don't know what, uh, <laughs> what, what I've said that's so funny. Or if Tom is just like sitting on something or there's something just off screen, like calling on him. No, it's like too,
2: or... no, it's, like too mood. it's too mean to even say, I wanted to be like, wait, podcasts were around 30 years ago. <laughs> Are you are you
1: saying I was fifty said, something thirty years ago?
2: I've had a rough day, Tom. I've had
1: a rough day. You know, day. I mean, there was just a lot of things that happened at work, and well, yeah. see,
2: we're all convinced that you're actually 174, and that's so it doesn't sound as bad. Oh, you know, when, yeah. when we say it that. Okay. Way.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, uh, that that seemed, that seems. You've had a full life. That seems. That's, that's I've had I've before. had three three or four full lives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm not sure if I was if I was ever aware of it by that name. But I can remember, w- like, wanting to do that as a way of playing with friends, and and them not getting that that was enjoyable at all. I can remember distinctly sitting with my my friend Sonia, and I was like, "How could we make this toy truck better? Could we put like an electric motor in it, or could we mod, you know?" And I was, I was just wanting. I mean, the play for me was wanting to come up with a way that we could take this truck and make it something different. And she was just like, Why well, can't we just play with the truck?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like a normal human being, um, you yeah. know. And then, you know, the brainstorming was like, "Oh, we could tie wire on it." And I'm like, "Well, what's it for? Why do we, you know, why do we tie wire on it?" And it's like, well, "I don't know. I just, just trying to play along." And I just remember you know trying to have this brainstorming session when i was really young cuz i thought it was really fun to brainstorm and my friend didn't get it wasn't interested
0: so basically what you're saying is that Sonia was a bad friend
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no Sonia was a really good friend she she was just not uh, not uh, not inventive or or no, i shouldn't say that she just wasn't into that that particular day that sticks in my mind
0: that's what that's what you say when you've got an, a bad friend that's uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no this was someone I this was someone I spent lots of time with our our most interesting mistaken in invention was raisin bread like fake raisin bread yeah so we w- we would like make mud pies cuz you know it was affordable so we would like make mud and pour it into cookie tins or whatever um let it harden up and then you know dump it out or like muffin muffin tins and one time for whatever reason there was something in the mud and when it hardened and we dumped it out it had all of these you know, it just looked like like raisin bread. It had all these little black spots in it. So we were we were jazzed about it. We had made really interesting uh, mud pastries.
0: Did you have a cat?
1: I didn't have a cat. She her sister had a cat, which we tormented. Um, you know, Sonia liked tormenting her sister's cat, and so. I can remember her throwing it over this uh, like phone line that dangled down behind their house and she was like look look it'll land on its feet it always lands on its feet we can even you can even throw it over the trailer house and it'll land on its feet go over to the other side and then I'm standing on the other side of the house and this cat comes flying over and sure enough it landed on its feet and went like zipping off um, yeah we did she, she liked it I don't know, messing with her sister's cat. I remember locking it in a, putting it in an in chest, like an in table, one of those like coffee tables that goes at the end of the couch, but it has a little door on it. Just putting the cat in there. Cat was perfectly fine to be in there with the door closed. It just like went to sleep, but we put an alarm clock in there with it. And then just waited until the cat (sighs) like came, came out of there. So those, those are, those are bad. Those are bad things that kids do that you should never do. Don't, don't let your kids... Like, stay home
2: alone and do weird things. I think that's one of the questions on the psychopath question. this is this is
1: ideation
0: gone wrong. I mean, you're you're reinforcing the whole bad friend thing. I'm just just pointing that out. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but anyway, I'm gonna go next because I know Tom's got a lot to say, and and i I really don't. Uh, I have lots of ideas. I've had lots of ideas. When I was a teenager, when I was thirteen, like my my job choice was I wanted to be an inventor. So I've always had lots of ideas. The problem is every single idea that I've had, or at least that I've released to people, to the world, whether I've physically made it or just told them about it, no one likes them. (laughs) 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 They just they don't they don't like my ideas. I think they're great because they work for me. Like their ideas, they're things that I want and no one else wants them.
1: But if you want them, then somebody—I
2: mean—it's a much bigger world, much bigger audience these days right. than in the past. Have you heard that George Carlin quote where he's like, "I have a lot of great ideas, just most of them suck." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds about right.
2: But like, like a I'll, bullseye on a tissue.
0: <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll give you—I'll give you two examples. I, in my shop, I use paste wax a lot because I'm dealing with a lot of metal and I don't want it to rust. So, I made a. Paste Wax comes in a standard size tin, uh, pretty much regardless of brand. It's like the same size. Mm-hmm. And I came up with this idea for a Paste Wax Caddy, which is a curved – it's like a – think of like a crescent moon shape. Mm-hmm. And you strap it to the can, and it's got two holes drilled into it, and it, it has the can opener – you know, like a paint can opener in one hole. And then the other hole, it has a toothbrush. So that way you can always pop the can open. You don't ever have to go looking for the opener. And if you're ever putting paste wax on something that's not uniformly flat, you need something like a toothbrush to get into like the little crevices and nooks and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. This is like, this is, this solves like two different problems. It's always there. You know, you could, pick it up and walk around with it. You don't have to worry about stuff dropping. And I did Instagram stories about it. I talked about it. I was asking anybody if they would like one, like if they wanted to buy one. I got zero responses. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. didn't even get anybody telling me it was a bad idea. No one said anything. <laughs> like so
1: yeah, but that kind of that kind of comes back to the audience though because if you had like just like you said most of the vendors of Paste Wax, whether it's Johnson's Paste Wax, not, not our Johnson's, not sponsored, or it's some other Paste Wax, they're all in that kind of little flat paint can type tin. Yeah. But one of them, you know, might be interested in in being able to compete favorably against their customer by packaging a caddy with theirs. So it comes with a little brush and an opener and a little caddy to keep it in. And if they were similarly priced, I would buy that one over the other one because, hey, it comes with these little accessories that are be handy to keep near it.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But uh, at the same time, that was my experience, just just putting it out there. And the other thing, which I haven't done yet, um, it's an idea I just came up with recently. Okay, so the short version is I saw something on Facebook that basically was talking about aromatherapy and mental processing. And this doctor claims that he came up with this new formula using cypress oil that helps you focus if you have attention deficit disorder um i think he's full of something but i think that okay let me back up the bottles that he was selling that him and his team engineered for like a little half ounce bottle were 30 dollars. that's ridiculous for essential oils that's crazy i went on amazon and i found cypress oil for $6. And I'm like, that's what this is made out of. He His thing was made out of hinoki cypress. But basically, it's supposed to help your mental focus. The point I'm getting to here is I thought it would be good to try out. And I'm thinking, I don't really want to put essential oils on me. I just want the smell around because that's what they were talking about in this example and their studies and everything. Mm-hmm. So I thought about what if I did – I have lots of blueberry wood which is small. And I could make a little, like a locket almost, but think of like a, a locket with a bunch of little holes drilled in the front. So if you put some oil on the inside, the smell would come out like a little, you know, a little diffuser almost. And so I, I got it into my head. I'm like, this, this is like a cool idea. I can make basically like a little, um, almost like a little box that has an opening that you can put the drops in and it'll just go down. You can put like some cotton wadding in there and it'll, it'll, you know, it'll take up all the oil and then throughout the day, it'll just, you know, evaporate. And I thought, let me give this a try. And if it goes well, then I could actually make them and sell them. Yeah. So that's, that's my idea is I'm doing this for myself, but I thought maybe this is a thing that people would like, and it would be unique to me because I have, blueberry wood, which no one uses, and I also have really nice old Japanese maple, which is impossible to get unless someone cuts down a tree, and I got it from my neighbor. So I think like those two things make it so where I have like a unique item that's it's made out of a wood that's hard to get, and it's my own idea. I've not seen anybody else do this before. If you guys have. Please speak up i've I've not seen anybody make a thing no. that you can put essential oils in to wear around your neck. Have you?
1: I've seen the little oil vials that are on chains, but I don't think that they are doing anything. I think they're just are there. and then you can open it up and
0: right and yeah. and
1: use it. But it's not actually, you
0: know, doing its doing its thing. It's not releasing any scent. yeah. it's 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 just like a carrier. this This is so that you can smell it all day long. And it's supposed to boost your mental processing, right? which I don't know. I don't know if it does or not, but I'm willing to give it a shot and see. You know, The, the basis for this was it was a post about this Chinese woman who was called – I think she was called like the skill master or something like that. Her mother was a Chinese herbalist, and she had mixed together this hinoki cypress pouch for her daughter who has attention deficit disorder. And she's been wearing it for like the last 20 years. And this woman has super focus every day. She can go someplace that she's never been before and learn a skill in a couple hours and be a master at it. And like the thing they showed was she was at an archery range. They taught her archery. And after a couple hours, she was shooting an arrow into a tube that was attached to the bullseye of a target. And the tube was just slightly bigger than the diameter of the arrow shaft, mm-hmm. so she learned how to do that in a day, and I'm like, "That's impressive. Mm. That's that's super impressive." So anyway, that's that's caught my attention, and that's that's where I'm going. But like like I said, I don't I don't think this is really. I think it's a good idea for me. I don't know if it's a good idea for anybody else.
1: I think that one of the things that maybe we discount, and I'm I'm sure our audience may not take into account, is that most of the people I follow, and I guess I can only speak for myself, but most of the people I follow are within this maker community. And so you have to keep in mind if you're doing the same sort of thing where however many people are in your network of makers, if you say, what do you think about this idea? Would you buy it? You're talking to an audience that's then saying to themselves, if I wanted one of those, I would just make it. Right. And so we're not really an appropriate audience for a lot of these things, because if we really wanted one, we'd be like, well, I could make that for a few bucks. We're not the audience that would buy it. And so, you know, I think there are probably people out there, and I've seen people do this, that like float ideas out to the maker community. And they're like, do you think this is a good idea? And it's probably a wonderful idea, and it's probably sellable, but we're not the right audience for you to be, you know, putting it in front of, cause we're all saying, well, yeah, but I wouldn't pay that for it. I'd just make it myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's maybe something to keep in mind when you're, you know, just kind of brainstorming among our group of people.
2: I, I found that too recently. I went to a, um, I found a Facebook group for old radios. That's a wide category I found out. And my idea was to find a product within there that I could 3D print and recreate. And I was thinking like battery, battery doors for old radios that you just can't get anymore. And as niche as that sounds, it's a huge thing. Like Mm -hmm. millions of radios are sold on eBay every year. I'm not, you know, I'm just looking to sell a hundred a year of something. Right. And that's, that's plenty. That's a lot that'd be successful for that one item. And. And that's a community where these guys are fixing things, but they are not typically makers. They are not making things. I found that to be true in the game community too, like vintage game community where I make those doors for that old TV. There's very few people that know how to make almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they might be bakers. They might make other things, but not you know the maker definition that we know of. And I'm trying to find more of those markets to get into, and somebody messaged me he's like, "I need this for for old slot machines, and I, you know I need i I would want a replica so I can cast it in aluminum." And he's like, "I can do that part, but I can't draw this thing up and print it, you know, or recreate it by hand." Yeah,
1: no, I think those are I think that's a good target market. There's a company here in town called Measle Mods, and they run their 3D printers all day long making replacement parts for pinball machines their thing is pinball pinball toys Mm -hmm. and so if you have a vintage pinball machine and there's some they call all the little features and stuff on a pinball machine toys i think um if you have some piece that's broken and it was just a little plastic piece to begin with sometimes it was just a little plexiglass piece or a little you know plastic piece that was vacuum formed or maybe injection molded if they made a lot of them and they break And they're no longer made. And so they have a business just making replacements for just about any vintage pinball machine you can imagine.
2: That's a great market. Holy cow.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there are those niches
0: out there. Tom, why don't you tell us about your personal history with ideation?
2: I'll talk about my my most recent history. I've always had ideas growing up, and uh, again, most of them turned out to be existence already, but it it still counts. You know, it still counts. You're still thinking, you're still coming up with ideas, but I I recently set myself a goal, which I don't take goals too seriously. It's more of a idea (laughs) than a goal, but I want to design and make a hundred things, um, in the next two years. And that's, that's basically one a week. And I don't care how good or bad the idea is. I don't care if the thing will sell or won't sell. I just want to go through the practice of designing a hundred things and bringing them to life and having that in my quote-unquote portfolio. And I I want to do this for a couple of reasons. One, I'd like to have a hundred things in my portfolio that I could potentially sell. That would be cool. I'd also like to get much more comfortable with Fusion 360. I'd like to get more comfortable with a program like Inkscape or whatever other... 2d drawing software is out there. I'd like to get more comfortable with my laser cutter, my CNC machine, which I still have yet to use. I want to get more comfortable with all of these things. And in order to get to a hundred, I can't just rely on my current knowledge and my 3d printer and my woodworking or metalworking skills. I need, I'm going to need more skills to, I'm going to need to be more proficient at more skills to get there. Right. So I started with these battery holders for your power tools, um, to hang up your batteries. <clears throat> it's something I made. I made one for my rigid stuff, you know, even a, maybe a couple of years ago and now they seem to be pretty popular. So I was like, well, why don't I design my own for all of the batteries? And I've already done like seven or eight different batteries. And again, uh, I'm not going to make a lot of money doing that, but it's, it's about the practice of modeling something to fit a real world object. So it's kind of where I'm at right now with with ideation.
1: Well, I think it's a great way to, to do it because for the reasons you said about learning the new tools. Mm-hmm. Because once you've kind of got that idea of a thing and then you really have this desire to see it or hold it in your hand. Yeah. I mean, that gives you that draws you through the pain of learning that new tool. Or or and or right. it forces you into using the tool in a way to make something that's that's real and that you have to learn all of the features instead of just learning the easy to learn features and saying, well, I kind of know it. But when you have a real thing you're trying to make and you're like that corner has to not, you know, do what it's doing in the, in the design. It can't have a fillet like that. I've got to figure out how to get rid of that or make that right. And then it forces you to really learn the program. So I think, yeah,
2: exactly. And another, another layer to, that I'll hopefully get out of this is I need to list these things. Part of this is, is to attempt to sell them whether I sell them or not. I really, I mean, I care because it would be money and that's cool. I like money. It's one of my favorite things, but to list them on, you know, the new Facebook, I started the Facebook business page so that I could list them. Like you can list inventory kind of like Etsy, mm-hmm. but also starting an Etsy page, even though there's a lot of crap shoots with that from what I've heard. But I'm like, I'm kind of trying to ignore the, the negativity and the problems with everything. And I'm like, well, I just freaking do it. And if it's done, I can at least say I did it. And I tried that. And maybe something will hit in that process of a hundred items being listed in a, in a dozen places. And like, I'm even, I am even we talked before the short, I even want to do a craft fair just to get that experience. Knowing what doesn't sell is almost as valuable as knowing what does sell. I just, I want that experience, I guess. And I, I'll tell you why. The biggest reason is I never had, like my father was more of a dreamer in the sense that, you know, he had a lot of ideas too, but he never executed on any of them, which is fine. That's, there's a category of people that are like that. And I would say I'm almost like that also but I just want to break through enough that my kids maybe get enough of that entrepreneurial spirit to actually get out of what I'm calling my rut. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think, I think I would, I would like to try and I, I don't think I can stay up with you, but to set a similar goal for myself, maybe not as many or as frequently, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, well, I think it's a real interesting concept to, yeah. and and to leave it really open. It's not, just 3d printed things even though you might have a no. few months where it's nothing but 3d printed things but then you go off on a different tangent and you're just making something just every week you have to have a work product that that that's some physical physical thing
2: right. i even want to sell the designs i even want to yeah And part of this is getting my website up and running and actually putting all of my designs on there are you on a are you on like a GrabCAD or a thingiverse are you do you have logins yeah i'm on thingiverse and i've been posting I've been posting stuff on there, but there's you can't really monetize that from what I can tell. You you can't. And, and that's okay. I give away a lot of free you stuff. You can't, but. but
1: if there's a place where people can find you, like on GrabCad or Thingiverse, mm-hmm. there's there's some subset of people that if you have a cool idea, they'll be like, you know, they'll find you and say, can you make these? Yeah. yeah. Or, or can you make something similar? And then yep. I, I think that if people aren't overly protective of their... Like, oh, I don't want to put it out there because then someone else might start making it. Well, it kind of comes back to what I said earlier. The people that are are capable and going to say, you know, oh, I'll just make my own. They probably don't need mm-hmm. the model. They just model it themselves as well.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what I usually do. I'll go on Thingiverse and I'll just look for ideas. I do model my own because most of the time the, the I just have a bad experience with the models that are on there you know, taking the file and actually printing the file and it coming out okay. And it's not, it's just because printers are just not that good yet and not that universal. And maybe I'm having, maybe there's a problem with me, but, uh, I mean, there's plenty of those, but I usually have to model my own anyway. So I'll just take the idea and, and redo it. Now to be fair on the hundred, the hundred designs, I'm okay with counting iterations. I'm okay with counting like even the small stuff that seems uh, cheap like I, I'm i okay with that 100 is a huge goal and if I have to make 15 different battery holders I'm that counts I don't even care like right. I'm doing it you know like it it counts A hundred's a big number and I'm thinking by the time I get to 100 I'm never gonna stop I'm never gonna no, stop no like, I mean, even it's gonna if be you, 100 every two years if you keep it up consistently for
1: two or three months it'll just be right what you do and I mean unless right. unless something, you know, a life change or something, you move or whatever and your shop's down for a while or something. But if if not, you'll just keep going. Actually maybe right. maybe even something like that wouldn't wouldn't stop because you could draw stuff or or right. you know, make virtual stuff or digital stuff and it just could be something every week.
2: Yeah. So I'm kinda of excited about it. I've been, you know, I hit the ground running with uh with some of this stuff. But I've been drawing every day. Every day I'm and and sometimes they fail like last night i was trying to make um uh, fibonacci gauges mm-hmm. and i for the life of me i could not figure out how to draw my own i couldn't figure out where the pivot points go and how long that other that third arm goes and i just couldn't figure it out so i'll revisit that another time but i don't know what what, what my hang up in my brain was i've got, yeah i've got uh,
1: fusion fusion models that are you know just an exercise in seeing if i could do it and they're just and they're just sitting out there and I'll, I'll circle yeah. back to them at some point when I you know have figured it out because I had to right or just some time when I ne- want to noodle it a little bit more and see if I can figure it out. so they're just kind of out there waiting yep you know in the virtual space for me to hack on them some more.
2: Right. Today I stopped by a friend's house. Uh, I borrowed batteries from him and that I could model and he's a timber framer and I went to a timber framing class a couple of years ago now and we were talking about a timber framing square like a a new tool. Um, There is, there is a new tool for timber framing uh, that does this, but he wants something that you can slap on a, on a beam and cut your one and a half inch mortise, one and a half inches away from the edge or a two inch mortise, two inches away from the edge. And we kind of just talked about the idea for a little bit. And I think we came to the conclusion potentially that It's just not a problem that needs solving. But I ran home and I modeled something up anyway, because he started coming up with problems. He started coming up with why it won't work. Right. And he's not in the maker community, so he doesn't quite have the same mindset. And I'm like, I basically ended the conversation there. It was a very polite conversation. Oh, I thought it it was Justin Justin
1: for a minute until you said that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, (laughs) no.
2: Um no so he, no it's a neighbor it's a guy who lives down the road from me. He makes lots he's a good work woodworker. But anyways. So I'm like those problems don't exist until you have like the first little prototype. I'm like I have enough information to go make the thing and find out what the real problems are. Like he was worried about like this half inch bar. I know nobody can see this but mm-hmm. he's like well if this half inch bar like flexes while you're drawing on it I'm and in my head I'm like then make it thicker next time. <laughs> we don't yeah. even know. Right. Like, we don't even know. Like, that's... You're making up problems, right? Like, in your... And I get that. But the ability to ignore some of those problems, make the thing, and find out the real problems is way more ef- efficient with your time and and developing those ideas. Yeah,
1: yeah you want the... And then people not the ideation right. killers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately I've I've basically stopped telling my brother my ideas because he is not in that mindset. He has a lot of skills that are uh that are good, but um he just looks at me and goes, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> so. And I'm like and I I think I mentioned this before unfortunately, but not long ago he did that and then he kind of went, "Oh, never mind." Like He's trying to accept. Yeah, he saw your face drop. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He said why. And he's like, oh, never mind." Like, that's not the question I should ask. Like, that's, he was, he knew he wasn't being helpful, productive or anything. And he just does it he knows that he just doesn't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Which is really, see, that's a good skill to have. Is to know when to shut up and like, just <laughs> let the person do their thing. Right. Like. That's what he's good at. Um, not shutting up, he talks a lot. But
1: my same good friend that PJ thinks isn't a good friend always always said <laughs> so. You'd you throw something out there, you be like, and then we could, do and would be like, so. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was just <laughs> the, the response. Worst. That was
2: the response. Well, J- yeah, and Jimmy Jimmy. Uh, well, direct-
0: Tom has a not good friend also. It's his neighbor.
2: <laughs> no, he's a great friend. No, he's good. You don't know friends. Do you have any friends? Let's talk about your friends
0: no
1: (laughs) oh shoot what was i gonna say pj raised his hand a little bit ago so i think maybe he did want to talk about his friends
0: never mind
2: never mind oh oh duressa mentioned your i don't know how long ago he's like you want to talk to the guy that no matter what idea you tell them their response is can i put jetpacks on it like that's (laughs) who you want to talk to and i have used that in conversation with someone like my brother where i'm like listen i'm going to tell you something and the proper response is, can I put jetpacks on it? And he'll, I think I did that with my dad a couple of times and he actually said it and it totally put him in a different mindset.
1: Right. And oh, that's good. Super effective. Yeah. If you're going to make super a effective. peanut butter wagon, you definitely want to put
2: jetpacks yes. on it. Don't tell me why it doesn't work. Tell me what else we can do to it. That's right. You we'll know? dry the peanut butter because if we have to. The, the the Here's why. The real problems will present themselves And that will terminate the idea if it's an idea worth terminating.
0: Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey
2: commercial energy lubes and stuff.
0: Hello, this is Chet down at Johnson's Hardware. Do you have trouble coming up with ideas? Does your brain just not want to work when you've got to make something, but you can't quite put the thoughts together? Introducing Johnson's exclusive Brother Bobby's Brainstorming Bowler. That's right, this one-of-a-kind hat will get your brain jumping with just a little bit of electrical jolt. It's just like one of those beer hats, only instead of beer, we've got two old-school lantern batteries on each side of the helmet hooked up to a little mouthpiece. And all you got to do is give a little squeeze and zappo. You get a little jolt and your brain starts kicking into overtime. We guarantee this will make you think faster no matter what. Brother Bobby's Brainstorming Bowler comes in five different sizes. It's also felt line for your pleasure. Few disclaimers. Johnson's is not responsible for cross-eyedness, runny nose, or headaches. Also, any ideas are patentable. Johnson's retains a 5% stock in the item. If you would like to purchase your Brother Bobby's Brainstorming Bowler, they're on sale in the clothing aisle for only 225 dollars and 92 cents please contact us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills What well, dag nabbit i need to get me one of them anyone know what street patreon is on i need to go all right it's time for crossbreeding tanda what skill goes well with ideation
1: Oh, um, you'd think if I came up with this, I, I would would have already come up with an idea. Um, how about drinking? Drinking is that, is that a is that a skill? Maybe that's maybe that's
0: not a good skill. Drink drinking is well, it could be a skill if it was like a competition drinking. But I, I think you mean like just regular drinking, which is just an action.
1: I I, I think that I just wanted to say, uh, you know, just just inhibition, not not uh, not taking yourself <laughs> too seriously. <laughs> during the ideation phase, just don't take yourself too seriously. You don't you don't have to solve all the problems. You don't have to come up with every possible caveat or solution. And it doesn't you have to have don't have to have everything ironed out. So that all just kinda leads to not taking yourself too seriously.
0: Mm, um I I don't know what skill that is. Okay. Tom, what 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 skill goes well? Inebriation. But, no, inebriation is not a skill. That's actually a disease uh tom you're just not doing
2: it right uh,
0: they're literally not my field of expertise what skill goes well with ideation tom
2: execution it is important to execute on your ideas at the appropriate moment
0: we do not recommend killing anyone tom tom execution is not recommended on this podcast uh murder is bad please please pick pick another skill that's that's not what we're here to talk about
2: murder 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 is bad at some point
1: there are ideas that should be executed. That's yeah. true too.
2: See, is you, should, you short, should execute or e-
1: execute or execute. I think.
2: Yes, yes. All ideas should be executed. That's true. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Eventually, after you make your brainstorming t-shirt.
0: I, I don't even know what to say. So, what um,
1: was well, well, your turn? You've got to come up with something.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Come up with a skill. You should say a skill.
0: I want to say drawing. Drawing. Yeah, drawing. Drawing is a good skill drawing? with ideation, you know.
2: Tanda sidebar? Yeah. Yeah, drawing is, is, isn't that just like a synonym for design? It's pretty close. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it, it really is. Pretty much the same thing. We're going to just let that slide. I feel like he's ha- having a great night. He's not in the mood. <laughs> about his audio, not working well. I know I know the third chair doesn't know anything about that. Maybe
1: but. he's talking about like drawing, drawing down metal or something. I mean, that might be a good way to just, just brainstorm oh. and get your idea, you know. Your ideas flowing, and get your out. mind
2: off of something. Just heat up some metal and you know start whacking it. Oh, maybe that's what. Maybe I misunderstood. You're right. Oh, he's he's coming back. Here he is. So drawing.
0: Yeah, you know, get you a nice mechanical pencil, ideate all day long.
2: Oh, oh, that kind of drawing. That kind yeah. of drawing. Oh, okay. Oh, hmm, like design.
0: Well, you could draw a design. If that's that's, you know,
2: at, at Tom sidebar?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we should give it to him. Because I have this fear that if we don't, he'll say, "Well, what do you think?" and then and then we'll have to come up with some other idea. Oh, that's a good. That's you're so wise. And, and yeah, and this and this top this topic is not the easiest to come up with. So I think we should just take it and run. I I think you're yeah. right.
2: I think you're right. That's a good idea. Okay. So while that's he's kind of yeah.
1: trying to justify it, let's just
2: you know let him let him have it. And, Give it to him. Yeah. 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 The, oh, oh, you saved us. You saved us. There. There he is. There he's back.
1: I th- I think drawing will work. I, I think that's a, yeah, I think drawing's
2: that, a good That's a, that's great a good skill. comparison. I Yeah, very very well said. Oh, very I'm well
0: glad said. you guys think so.
2: And now for
0: some nonsense. So uh, this is we haven't we haven't really talked about some news in quite some time and uh, I don't even know how to how to begin this. I saw this thing on Facebook, which um, to me seemed completely useless. You know, the, the 3D printing industry is kind of run amok. Like, you can get a 3D printer for just about anything, and apparently um, in China, they've decided that regular ramen noodles are not, they're not good enough anymore. They have now invented a, A 3D ramen noodle printer. And um, I I, I don't know. I mean, the the only argument I heard that actually sounded halfway like believable was for people that have like a phobia of snakes and that the noodles look like little snakes. You can now print like triangle ramen or circle ramen, which I kind of understand. But I, I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I like ramen. I, I think
1: it's a great idea now now is this the actual cross section of the ramen or the resulting like mass of ramen
0: uh I think it's the mass
1: i I could see that i
0: yeah, I, I didn't they didn't show a, they didn't show any cross sections so i I can't be hundred percent but i'm I'm guessing they mean like the overall shape
1: no no i I could see that you can then you could just make it whatever shape you want I mean the the bricks are kind of boring it might be fun to like mm-hmm. print your own like you know maybe uh ramen romulan and then drop it into hot water and and then watch it watch it turn into a blob and then eat it i'd buy that yeah
2: i'd buy i'd buy that twice
1: yeah having two of them would be good because you know i i think when you looked it up you were saying it was something like it takes like 20 minutes to print to an hour and and when you're hungry for ramen you know it'd be good to double up on it especially if you're sharing
2: sharing ramen with a friend I meant the the ramen Romulan. I I'd buy that.
1: Oh, okay, not the printer. You wouldn't want to print your own? Right.
2: Uh no no, you can print it for me. I mean, that's it's probably pretty lucrative if you just I, yeah, printed just, those. Yeah, just You could give people. me a
1: heads up when you get start getting hungry and I could start yes. printing it and then once it was dry, I'd just drop it in the mail to you. That'd be great. That yeah, that would be good. And I and I could print it to fit whatever box, you know, I had available. I just grab a box off the shelf and and then I could print print it to whatever size the box was.
0: I, I mean, I understand, what, but you know, ramen is is arguably like the most inexpensive food on the planet, right? I mean, you can get a package of ramen for ninety nine cents or less. To buy a three, four, five hundred dollars printer and then to buy the the ramen goop that's got to go in the printer, And then to take the time to print it out, I mean, you've effectively made it way more expensive than just going to the corner store and, you know, buying some pre-made ramen.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah, but I did the calculation and at $500, the, the goop is cheap. And so if you're, if you eat a lot of ramen, like say you're a college student, if you stayed in, you know, from out of high school through a second PhD and ate nothing but ramen, the thing would totally pay for itself.
2: Oh yeah, you can make it for your whole your whole dorm.
1: I don't think
0: that's true.
1: Yeah, well, and you could charge people. You could probably charge people, you know, like typical ramen prices, and then you you're not only saving money, you're making you're making a little bit of
0: money. No, you're you're yeah. actually losing money because it's taking you time and you're already buying the the raw ramen goop so selling it for the same amount as regular ramen you're you're losing money
2: well i i mean if you're if you're if you're eating that much ramen anyway you're probably not doing a whole lot with your time so you kind of have a lot of time to spare it could turn so. into a whole different business i mean i think that's how dell started he was
1: like mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. buying buying the rum well maybe he was buying Roms. I, I
2: think you're mixing up your ROMs.
1: No, no, it's Romulan or, or Roms or Ramen or something. But you could you could build a whole business out of it, custom custom ramen. I mean it's not just ramen. It's ramen in a shape.
0: Yes. I mean it's totally different. Okay, so the only thing I can think of that that would make any sense whatsoever is something that you can't actually get that makes sense. Like, what if you made a ramen noodle bowl? and then you like stuffed it with oh, with, with stuff like you put food in the bowl and then when you as you cooked it like it all kind of well no that would still fall apart no that's totally worthless
1: uh, yeah. no 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 you could make yeah. you could make ramen well, you put the bowl in a bowl yeah you could make ramen balls so you could print half of Ooh. it and then drop in and then drop stuff in yeah, and then print the upper mm. half. So you could seal stuff inside the ramen ball.
0: That's brilliant. Yeah, but as soon as you cook it, then it's going to fall apart.
1: You put it in a bowl. Well, yeah, you can't you can't eat it whole. You put it in a pan and cook it, and then all the insides mix with the outside of the ramen ball. And
2: and besides, ramen is already cooked. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I've eaten. So you could just I've eat eaten. the ball. I've eaten raw ramen. Yeah, so you could just munch it's on not,
1: it. It's not raw, though. It's fried. Yeah. No, ramen salad is and good. You just crunch up ramen. Fried and dried. On, in a salad for noodles. That's yeah. that's good. It's not but a traditional, but it, but not would a traditional be, noodle. It would be more fun, though, if it was a cool shape when you crunched it up. Yes. Or you just eat a ramen ball. True. True. Or you could print little thin or like layers. like a ramen pickle. A ramen pickle. You could just start making anything pickle. out of out of ramen. You could make ramen sandwiches. You could make, uh, like you said, ramen pickles, ramen pizza.
0: This is making me the opposite of hungry. I don't know what that is, but I, I really don't <laughs> want to eat anything now. This this is this is the worst invention ever. I, I, don't, F- full? I don't want. you're yeah. feeling full. No, like this when the conversation you want th- is filling you up. When you want to throw up, that's that's how I'm feeling. Nauseous. I'm feeling nauseous. It's it's really a bad <laughs> this, is, this is I'm a very uncomfortable I don't think
2: you know how opposites work.
0: Probably not. I don't know. It's I think um is it too late to talk about the chocolate 3D printer cuz that sounds like it would be better.
2: Hey, yeah, but that's never too late uh, to talk about the chocolate 3D printer.
1: You could you could combine them. I mean, you could you could print Ooh. ramen and then print chocolate on Dessert it. Dessert ramen. That's right. Dessert ramen. People people would something. think it was Rice Krispie treats.
2: I mean, you could mm. you could pretty much eat ramen like Rice Krispie treats, right? Do just dude that exists. Hold on. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'm going to find Ramen candy bar. Take a little, take Amazon a little marshmallow
1: cream and then mix it with ramen. That would
2: that would work.
0: I I, I don't think so. Tom
1: Tom's looking for it. I mean, he may he may have found it. I don't think
2: so. I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm yeah. not seeing it. Let me go to Google. Can um can you put jetpacks on it? For you can put jetpacks on anything. We That's should do a whole true. episode on that.
0: It's probably not the best idea, but you could do it.
1: That'd be cool. You could print ramen ramen rockets. And you could you could actually put propellant inside of them so they could be like, you know, ramen rockets filled with soybean yes. paste.
0: Oh, you know what, guys? So um I just found
2: ramen chocolate bar. I found it. I found it. Lickedmedia.com. Oh maybe there's a spoof? No. Oh see. Ramen chocolate bar. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I just found, Tom. I just I just looked a little deeper into this this and the uh, the whole ramen three D printer is is actually a lie. Somebody somebody put it up as a spoof. I I didn't real I didn't really research it oh. enough. It's can, it's fake.
2: Can I get my money back? Oh, that's really bad. Yeah, I put a non-refundable deposit down while we were talking. <sighs> I bought ten. I put ten of them. Yeah, this this is why I didn't buy one because I wasn't really sure.
1: That's why they listed them as being oh. so
2: slow to bait people into buying more of them, huh? You know what though? It's okay because I found a recipe on dot com, Hy-Vee.com, hy-vee.com not sponsored the real recipe. not sponsored <laughs> and, I and i don't, I don't recommend, recommend them, them. <laughs> <laughs> called chocolate peanut butter ramen bars and i think i'm going to make them just just because
1: all right well we all we all have to make them now cuz if you make them and eat them on the podcast then then oh, then yeah. there's no way to share so yeah we, we may we, I'll send we them. May all have I'll to make them i'll send them first class mail Oh, they'll arrive just fine. When yeah. I was in college, I had a I had a friend whose mom would send us chocolate cakes in the mail, like in the U.S. Post, oh, just packed in peanut butter or not peanuts, peanut butter. <laughs> <Just imagine. laughs> I've got peanut butter. So I the send rent. all my chocolate cakes packed in peanut she butter. She would pack up. She would pack them in popcorn, like real popped popcorn. So we would get yeah. it, and oh, it would really? ju- it would just be this oh, box with popcorn. With like a chocolate cake suspended in the popcorn, but of course it would have chop- popcorn all like packed around it, stuck into the chocolate cake and frosting. <laughs> she, she was she was funny, but they but it was good. As a starving college student, you don't complain about that.
0: I think I have an idea for our next project. We should make a three D popcorn printer. Just putting it out there.
2: Putting it out there. Done. Oh, I don't know if the heated bed will get that hot.
1: So so kernels just come down the tube. And they pop in the tube, but then they're the shape of the tube. It's slightly larger than the kernel, and then you just keep extruding tube-shaped popcorn. Yep. Into edible, like bunnies.
0: Uh, whatever shape you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you know, you download whatever print you want. That. that yeah. No, I think I think we have a competitor.
0: <laughs> that was totally ridiculous. All right, it's time for short and sweet. Tom, you got anything to wrap up the show?
2: No, I'm good. Thanks though. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. You ask me every week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's it's kind of part of my job there. But uh, Tanda, uh, you got anything for short and sweet?
1: I I don't have a lot. I was trying to think of someone I mentioned earlier, but uh, I'll come back to
0: it if you want to go. Well, the only thing I have is that we, the three of us, have a new Patreon member for the podcast. Everybody, welcome David Beckwith.
1: Ah, Thank you, David. Very cool. Thank you.
0: So if you would like to be a Patreon member, just go to patreon.com forward slash makerskills. And if you get a high enough level, you can be one of our top supporters like Tanda Madison and Creator Nader. We'd like to thank all the rest of our loyal subscribers for helping us. As Tom mentioned, um, there has been some audio issues. If you didn't notice the terrible audio last week that i didn't realize was coming out of my microphone hopefully this week will be better and uh we're going to continue to upgrade equipment and uh solve problems the best we can
1: oh and if you didn't notice it at all you know go back and listen to like our whole catalog um and just see if you can find any bad audio we we appreciate the extra the extra downloads
0: yes yes tom did you have something
2: yeah uh i'm guessing this is david Beckwith makes on instagram we follow all the same people i now follow him he was following me but we've never talked so i'm going to message him because i talk to everybody that follows me and uh he's got some cool stuff and he he has a really big laser cutter that i would like to have that's all
0: tom has laser envy
2: yeah definitely his tube is bigger than my tube
1: yeah the uh, um we'll just move right past that the uh yeah yeah. Um what I was going to say is just that you know we made a lot of fun last week and we we quite often make fun of of how little our listenership is but we do really appreciate that we have a lot of listeners and we just passed 10,000 downloads which was which was very cool so you know while we while we joke about it all of you that are listening we really appreciate it and your feedback and your like input on Instagram questions and topics and bargains you've found so Definitely appreciate you.
0: Absolutely, I would like to personally thank all ten people. <laughs> we have
2: ten now. Whoa,
0: we had ten last week too. Oh wait, now now we have eleven. My bad. We have eleven. Sorry. I'd like to thank all. When did When did that, when did that triple? I, I I don't know.
1: Thanks, mom. I I logged in from my other account. I knew it. Ten
0: times. Ten I times. knew it. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time. Good evening. This is Walter Walterson. It's time for the freaking Fireside Filibuster. Well, on the topic of ideation Tom you wanted to bring something to everyone's attention Mm. start us off
2: yeah I grew up fascinated by Carrot Top if you don't know Carrot Top it's an old 90s reference to a comedian that would use props and he would come up with stupid inventions and I loved watching him because it was I don't know it just he spoke my language I, I'm pretty sure he was a terrible comedian but I don't care he had really stupid ideas and I liked them.
1: oh it was, it was it was hilarious though I think he had a resident has, right? has or had a residency in Vegas for a long time so it was
2: I saw him in Vegas certainly something that that resonated with people yeah it was so good and The modern-day Keratop, I mean, Keratop's probably still a thing, but Unnecessary Inventions on Instagram is probably my most envious thing I see on Instagram. He comes up with the dumbest ideas and makes them. This is my whole thing about execution. Just make it. It doesn't matter if you only ever make one, just make the thing. But I thought we'd go through some of them and talk about them so if you don't know unnecessary inventions go check it out it's hilarious
0: what's the first one tom yeah yeah what are some of them
2: i went back to his very first post at least on instagram and it's a pair of chopsticks that (laughs) conveniently store at the end of your airpods so you can just wear your chopsticks and then use your chopsticks when you get to the get to the restaurant but then how do you listen to your music uh, uh, while you eat erroneous, <laughs> erroneous. <laughs> let me give you another one you know like a candlelight vigil mm-hmm. well he put a candle uh he 3d prints most of his stuff but he put a candle on the tip of brass knuckles which i think is appropriate just in case it breaks out into a mob or something like this
1: oh yeah there's, i mean these days there's often another side to your candlelight vigil because of our right. weird political divisions
0: well, so that's that's right. that's super useful though i mean what if you you're you know you're out on the streets late at night and you think you're gonna go down a dark alley a candle on some brass knuckles is actually pretty functional
2: exactly exactly yep uh he also did he also put an umbrella on a drone that follows you around so you don't even have to hold the umbrella you can text on your phone and drink your coffee and the umbrella just hovers above you it's brilliant
0: That's also a really good idea. What Tom, I thought you said all his ideas were bad. No, I said they were unnecessary. I could use an umbrella drone.
1: Did that actually work? Was the umbrella high enough up above the drone that it didn't affect any airflow going down through the props? So I looked
2: at the video. I couldn't tell. I think it might have been hanging from a string, but he really (laughs) makes all these things. So... (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him for that to really exist. All right. The which way he names all these things and they're trademarked. I don't know if they're trademarked or maybe it's which way say goodbye to the directional dance. When meeting someone in your path, (laughs) this harness slips on, on and places a turn signal, which is about six inches by four inches tall. With a light on each of your shoulders to let the oncoming foot traffic know which way you're headed. <laughs> so he's got these two big arrows. I need one of
1: those for for when I'm walking with Roxy because she likes to walk on the left side of the road. She's she's like a, so a, a UK dog for whatever reason. Yes. I think because she was never walked when my dad owned her, mm-hmm. and so when I started walking her, I arbitrarily let her walk on the right on the on the left side. And so now I'm forever having to move or dodge people when we're walking.
2: (laughs) He also did a a pillow with a head strap and a neck strap so that the pillow's always on so it never falls off. Behind your head. Uh, Yeah, yeah, behind your head. Uh, He also um, is a big uh, supporter of getting rid of plastic straws. So he made a metal straw carrier, which is about the size of a hockey stick end. It's gigantic and he's got, he's wearing it in his shirt pocket. It's like, it's a foot long and like unnecessarily four inches wide and bends like a bendy straw. Oh, there's a, there's an it's idea. Hilarious.
1: You could, you could, that would be a good, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of a promotional thing. Work with a metal recycler uh-huh. and have like bins of metal straws in a restaurant and then a, and then a container where you threw them when you were done.
2: Yes. I like it. I like it. He put, you know those shoes, Heelys? Yeah. Well, he did Heels Wheels, which is a pair of, like, stiletto heels with wheels on the end. L- on the little tiny there. heels
1: on the end of yeah. the...
2: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, That's
0: it's not going to cause any brilliant, accidents.
1: Brilliant. No. I, I I had a hair, pair of Heelys that I used to wear in the shop until the first time I, I lost my balance and fell in my shop alone and uh, thought, man, if I like really fell and like whacked my head on a on a saw or something, yeah. This this is probably not a this is probably not the best idea.
2: Yeah, he uh he made he calls them Gator grips, but if you can picture what Crocs look like, the the footwear, that foam footwear stuff. He made gloves that look exactly like Crocs, and I think they even he used the Croc button on the side. But they're 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 fingerless gloves with like hole, you know, the Croc holes on them. It's just I don't know how he has so much time to make the dumb
1: ideas. You know, he probably just like decided that he was going to make a hundred things
2: one a week (laughs) Well, he's definitely a big inspiration he's definitely a big inspiration for just doing it anyway right he has a he has a thing that clips onto your belt and it's two rollers for popping bubble wrap that's it just you just popping you just pull
1: well pj's just come into a bunch of bubble wrap so he could use one of those you just pull the bubble wrap through and the rollers roll on either side and pop it how much is how
0: much is it tom how, how much is it? I, I might need one of those.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll get a price for you. My maybe my favorite is is very simple. I, the the simple ideas are the best, but they're called flipping mittens, and it's a pair of mittens, but the middle finger is separated. <laughs> so <laughs> your 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 thumb is separate like a normal mitten, and then your first, third, and fourth finger are actually all tied together with a loop, and then but your middle finger is free to flip someone off. I've seen
1: that one, not not on his site, but I'm sure that's where it came from. That was like a <laughs> yeah. like a meme. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe he'd sponsor this podcast. I'm sure we could use those.
1: Yeah, I think we <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about him at one point. I think Tom may have brought I've it up. Brought it up. Before. I think he may have brought it up when he saw it first time. Yeah, it's
2: so good though.
1: Imagine what he's learned though. I mean, imagine just taking yourself out right. of it has to be useful, and then coming up with solutions for for some problem and then not caring whether it's useful or not how much you could learn by doing that you know skills skills
0: you could build i know we could keep going through everything but tom i think what we should do is let's come up with one thing that he hasn't made and we'll we'll send that to him as a recommendation from the three of us so what's what's a totally useless invention that he should make for the maker skills podcast
2: i thought i sent him ideas before i was just checking shoot
0: what about wireless sandpaper
2: Wireless sandpaper, yeah. That's I have some of that. I think
1: I, I, I'm not. I'm not on the wireless bandwagon. I I just yeah.
2: All of mine has a cord. Not a cord All cover. of mine has a cord. Yeah.
0: What about a Bluetooth fruit holder?
2: Fruit? What's it? Hold? Oh, <laughs> something that holds fruit and it's Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. To tell you when you're out of fruit. A Bluetooth. Yeah. A Bluetooth-enabled like fruit bowl. <laughs> yeah. A snack. I don't think we should limit it to fruit. I think it should be any snack, and it should alert you when you're on your last one. So that you remember to savor it. That's a great idea.
0: I think fruit is better because fruit will go bad. Snacks won't actually go bad. So like a fruit a, a fruit holder, like if you leave like a, a set of bananas long enough, they'll rot. So like you you know what I mean? Like you have to check on fruit. It's not gonna stay good forever. If you got a bunch of protein bars, you know well,
1: yeah, but that's that's borderline useful.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. That's I don't know. I'm
2: just don't worry. <laughs> I don't know. He, he made sorry, I got to bring up one more. He made a cover for, He made a cover for your smoke alarm with a fan built in that I believe he activates with Alexa and you can just tell Alexa to turn on the fan and blow the smoke away from the smoke alarm. Alexa, <laughs> I'm about to do I'm about to do stir fry. Oh my gosh, it's just so good. It's so good.
0: That was the freakiest, firesideriest filibuster I've ever heard. I am Walter Walterson. Good night.